A lot of highlights there. But that's the fumble package from Danny. Yeah. Went and found all the fumbles. Was there a prop bet on fumbles lost in the game? There was. Okay. Yes. I'm guessing it was a half or one and a half? Uh, I I want to say it was one and a half. Yeah. Went, went way over that. Wait, does a does a punt off a guy's ankle count yep. as a fumble? It's a fumble. Okay. <laughs> a muff punt is considered a fumble. Which, by the way, yesterday we talked about Mahomes and like they keep winning close games. You know, a punt falls out of the sky onto a guy's ankle. Right. Like, did the Chiefs win if they don't get that? Probably not. They hadn't scored a touchdown no, right. until that play. So, you know, he's great and all, but they're going to lose some one-score games when the punt falls out of the sky onto his guy's ankle. McCaffrey instead. fumbled. Yeah. There were other things I during mean, the game. The other fumbles were ripped out. Like, there were good plays made. That one's just a freak play right. where a guy it's is blocking and it just happens to be within the same right. square yard. As Hits where a punt him. falls. And then Ray Ray McLeod actually had a chance to get that one, and it's a football. Those things are hard to grab when they're rolling around, and he couldn't actually get it. He tried to start running. He should have just fell on it. I think he was just trying to get his hands on it and tripped over himself. By the way, did you see the video of Max Crosby oh, reacting sure. to sure. the final play? Yes. That guy. Oh, what a liar. Last week, yeah, he, he was, said he wasn't going to watch. Uh, oh, did he say that too? I thought he said he wasn't going to watch. I thought, uh, I thought that. I don't want to put that out there as a hundred percent, but I I'm, thought I'm calling him a liar because he said he wanted the Chiefs to win. And yeah, that and video, then, that guy was pissed. Yeah, and that guy then was furious. He said, walking through the radio row, someone yelled at him, "Who do you want?" And I said, he said, at that point, I want nobody. <laughs> so he keeps changing his mind. This guy, <laughs> he was angry, and in the video, um, why is everybody standing up? Where was he? I don't know, but did you see the guy next to him jumping up and oh, down? Oh, the guy next to him was very excited. Right. He had Kansas City yes. uh, money line. But, like, where were they? Why were they not sitting down somewhere? Did he watch the whole game standing up? Maybe. <laughs> like, what's going on? He there? was ready to leave, but had to, it, <laughs> you know, it intrigued him so much he stayed. And he just stood and watched it in some random room the entire time. He wasn't happy at that point. No, he was very angry. Not not very happy at all. Awkwardly, like they're all standing around a TV. Except the one guy, like you said, he oh, yeah. must have had a bet on it. Oh, yeah, he had Kansas City money line yeah. for sure. Or, you know, another Mahomes passing touchdown right. or something like that. So he was very excited. Yeah, somebody, uh, 33rd team, asked Max Max Crosby to make a prediction. He said, I don't like anybody, Gators. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Tyler's right before he said the Chiefs because yeah, he wanted to knock pedestal. him off the pedestal. Right. He wasn't very happy they were on the pedestal, though, at that moment. Right. He was not happy at all. So Well, they've been on there for a while, Max. Yeah, it's, they were on the pedestal last year, and the Raiders yeah. beat him, and he's still not very happy about it. So right. and what are you going to do, knock him out of the playoffs? Good luck with that. Here we go. The First Bite. Will Devontae Adams be a Raider in 2024? Not if it's up to Aaron Rodgers. So Ian Rappaport on Sunday before the Super Bowl reported that Aaron Rodgers has been trying to recruit Devontae Adams. Uh, the Jets are expected to, quote, make a run at Devontae Adams. But Ian Rappaport also said the Raiders have zero plans to trade Devontae Adams because they are in, quote, win now mode. We've seen win now mode before. <laughs> It didn't. And it didn't tr translate to win. Now it very quickly became rebuild mode. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. First off, I want to talk about the Jets side of this and Aaron Rodgers recruiting Devontae Adams. How serious do you think that means? Is this just Rodgers being like, "Hey, Devontae, it'd be cool to play together again," or is this Rodgers calling up Devontae Adams and like trying to have a 
10, 15 minute conversation about why he should come play for the Jets. Oh, I think it's the latter. I you think, think he, so. I think he really wants him. And I think he's who runs the team. <laughs> he uh, he's going to go to the GM and make up a trade proposal that he wants uh, he submitted to the Raiders immediately. Should Tom Telesco just call Aaron Rodgers? Yes, say, he, right. should, he should bypass everyone else and just call Aaron Rodgers. What are you willing to give up for Devontae Adams? Yes. All right, sounds good. And hell, Rodgers might give up all their first round picks. For he the doesn't next care. Decade, yeah, because he, he's only playing what yeah. one or two more years. He's not going to be there in twenty thirty four. Just give right. him all the picks. Um, that that is one part of it though that I'm interested in knowing like how what does recruited mean in this report because it it could just be Aaron Rodgers had a phone call and said hey you know would love to would play you, together I'd like again. to play together again right and they were they were talking about their family or something and just threw that in it could also be a very serious conversation um, the other part of that because I'm always interested in the reporting side who told Ian Rappaport this. Because that doesn't sound like more, something Rodgers would have told him. Rodgers doesn't. You think it'd be the Raiders side? I mean, Rodgers doesn't like to talk to the media, does he? Would he wouldn't? Maybe Roger. Who like who from Rodgers? So Rogers controlling of everything. Maybe he. Maybe he in those situations, you know, gives it up to the media just maybe. to get it out there. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe his agent as well. Yeah, that might be true to put it out there. But it doesn't do the Raiders any benefit to put that out there. No. Unless no. they actually do want to trade him, but it doesn't give them any benefit if they're in win now mode and have zero plans. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be trying to say, "Hey, this guy's trying to come get Devontae." Adams I don't from think, us. I don't think Antonio Pierce would go for it. So that's okay. I don't think he would. He's a as you have down here. He's a Raider. He's a Raider. He's a Raider. And this is one of the questions that we are probably going to spend the entire offseason asking: Who's in charge? Yes, because. I am with you. I think the Jets could come and offer like everything, and Antonio Pierce would try, would say no, right? Like they could come and offer just a ridiculous two first round picks and a second round pick, which is more than the Raiders got or traded for him when they got him from Green Bay. And I think Pierce would say no. But if you're Tom Telesco and the Jets offer you two first round picks, Devontae Adams has to be out of here. If you get two first, oh, round if you pick, get your first round, he pick, has yeah. to be. But P- I think Pierce would say no to that, right? And so I think Mark Davis might say no, even right. though Mark Davis has said, <laughs> even though he said he stays out of that stuff. Yeah, they would have to take that trade to him, right? And so that's that to me is is kind of the curious part is does Telesco have the juice, full authority to just make the trade, or in this scenario? where it's clearly a trade you should make, but Pierce doesn't want to make it and they disagree, do they go to Mark Davis and does he essentially break the tie? Like, that's what I'm... Like, does Tom Telesco actually have full authority to make these trades, whatever trades they are that he would want to make? I don't know that he does right now. I don't think so, given Antonio Pierce's power that we've seen within that organization already. the influence he has. Exactly. uh, Seems pretty extensive given that he's you know been the interim slash head coach for like a minute yeah three months or whatever so that's the interesting part of this now are the Jets going to offer two first round picks for Devontae Adams no that'd be ridiculous the Raiders only gave up a first and a second to get him three years ago but if they came back with even just one first I think I think you do that like if you get a first round pick for Adams right now I, I think you take that and use it to get a player that's going to be a lot cheaper and might not ever be as good as Devontae Adams, but you get more value if that player is, in fact, a lot cheaper and is at least a starting-level player in the NFL, which you should be getting in the first round. 
The other dynamic of all of this. Would Devontae Adams request a trade? Hmm. To play with Rodgers? He might. I don't know if he would do it for a lot of other teams. Yeah. He, you know, he says he wants to win a Super Bowl. He's seen what the Chiefs have done. They're in their division. They're not being caught anytime soon. Um, maybe if it's to play with Rodgers, but I think he's as fascinated as we are and everyone else is who's the quarterback. I, and I think that might be the legitimate like, I don't know if Adams will request a trade, but I think if he does, it probably hinges on who is the quarterback, the quarterback? of the Raiders. Because let, let's just go one extreme. If the Raiders don't really do anything and Aiden O'Connell is their quarterback after the draft and everything, Adams probably should request a trade. Like, if he wants to win a Super Bowl he sh- and it's Aiden O'Connell, he, he should request a trade. Like, you're not going to win the Super Bowl with Aiden O'Connell as your quarterback. So if that's the answer, then I could easily see him saying, all right, uh, you know, you guys say you're in win-now mode, but that's not real because Aiden O'Connell's the quarterback. If they draft a guy, you're kind of uh, taking – If they stay at 13 and draft a guy, yeah, I don't know. You're kind of taking a risk and hoping that a mid-round, the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the draft pays off. It's possible, right? We've seen guys like Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers were not top five picks right. that – pay off and end up being really good but you know is Adam's going to be excited about playing with J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix or Michael Penix probably not um so I'm I think that might be a big part of this discussion with Adams and if he would in fact request a trade um and then a lot of this comes down to how badly does he want to win the Super Bowl I think he wants to win like, it pretty badly does he because he's talked uh very positively about Antonio Pierce before does that outweigh his desire to go win a Super Bowl right with Aaron Rodgers or with anybody but right now because yes you can love Antonio Pierce yes you can think the Raiders are in a pretty good spot but as a wide receiver if the quarterback question is not answered what are you doing right like your your odds of having a Super Bowl season very low very low your odds personally of just having a great season your odds of winning the division right very very low across the board so that's that's a Devontae Adams decision that I think could, even if Antonio Pierce would never want to trade him, if Adams comes in and says, I would like to be traded, you probably end up trading him away at that point. And then here's the other part. I don't know if any of the teams in the top three would be curious about this or be interested in this, but is he a worthwhile addition to get one of the top three picks? I don't think so, given how much those teams need quarterbacks and the quarterbacks that are in the draft this year. You don't think he'd really move the needle much at all for any of the top three? Not to give up one of those quarterbacks. Yeah. Because the Bears, they already got their number one receiver in DJ Moore last year. Now, the idea of DJ Moore and Devontae Adams would be pretty fun, but that seems kind of wasted if you're going with Justin Fields as a starting quarterback. Washington would what? Trot out Sam Howell again? Yeah. Washington has solid skill position guys nobody's as good as Devontae Adams but that's not really their big issue and then New England doesn't actually have any good receivers New England's maybe the one that would say all right we'll take the if New England is like uh Jane Daniels is bad we don't want him maybe New England would say okay we'll trade down take your receiver you they would also be giving up at least one first round pick Mm -hmm. like this isn't Adam straight up but conceivably New England could do it if they didn't like uh Jane Daniels 
Maybe, but I think you're right. I don't know that any of those three would give move up a quarterback of it, for that, and I don't know that Adams would be move the needle much more than a, right. just a regular first round pick would. Hell, those teams might prefer a first round pick over Adams. They might just say, "Give us three ones instead of two ones in Devontae Adams." So that's would be an unfortunate part, I think, because like, would you give up to get to number three, Adams and two ones? This year's first, next year's first, and Devontae Adams to get to three. I probably would to get the quarterback. Yeah, and I think I might too. I probably would to get the quarterback. Yeah, because Adams is really good. Uh, not to say he's irrelevant, but he doesn't matter as much if Aiden O'Connell's your quarterback. Right. Like, it, like yeah, he's good, but it's 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 not that big of a deal when Aiden O'Connell's the one throwing on his passes. I'd rather have the shot on Jaden Daniels, even if it means I'm throwing to Jacoby Myers and a free agent wide receiver or – Bring back Hunter Renfro. Well, they haven't they haven't moved on from him <laughs> he's, yet. He's still in those uh, credit he's union still commercials. There. Have you seen those? Sure. I think they're on yeah. during the Golden Knights games too. Yes. I'm like, oh, these might get cut pretty quickly <laughs> here in a minute. But uh, yeah, bring back Hunter Renfro. It'll be fine that way. All right, coming up next year on ESPN Las Vegas, we're going to get into the Golden Knights after they lost to the Minnesota Wild. As the puck comes out of the night zone, all the way back it goes, and John Merrill will track it, the former Golden Knight, with the clock expiring. It's all over. Minnesota 5 and Vegas 3. You're listening to the Press Box on ESPN Las Vegas. This Golden Knights update is sponsored by Lerner and Rowe, your personal injury attorneys. As good as Aiden Hill has been, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, obviously. Aiden Hill lost that game for the Golden Knights last night. Uh, two goals in the third period, Minnesota scored. They actually scored third. Third one's an empty netter. But two goals in a 2-2 game. Uh, both of which were not great from Aiden Hill. First goal, he made an initial save, lost side of the puck, it dropped between his skates, and the rebound got knocked into the net. Maybe somebody from Vegas needs to get to it first, but Aiden Hill kind of lost the puck after making a save. And then the second one was the one that was pretty bad because the puck got shipped into his crease. He tried to play it but didn't handle it well. It got knocked out of his crease, and then Boldy from Minnesota scored from basically the goal line because Aiden Hill was had lost sight of the puck and was off his post, uh, allowing for a bad angle goal. Uh-oh. As good as he's Uh-oh. been, he Slippage. wasn't great in the third period. <sighs> One game? Just kidding. Here's, yeah, he's a bum. <laughs> he's, just call him a bum. Here's the other part of this, Ed. Last night, the Golden Knights at 5-on-5 five five produced 0.8 expected goals. It's the lowest expected goals total at 5-on-5 five five of the season. It's the fourth lowest in franchise history. Now, they scored a power play goal. They got a lucky goal. The first one of the game from March or so was a pass that deflected off a guy's skate or stick, excuse me. Right. So they did score a couple but of times, but it scored was. scored again. That guy's really good. But last night, like, even though Aiden Hill gave up two goals when he could have handled the puck better, they were terrible. Like, they were, they were bad at five on five. One of the worst five on five games they've ever played as a franchise, not just this year. So Aiden Hill deserves some blame because they had a shot there at the end. But the rest of the team wasn't wasn't really doing them any favors. It happens. They'd been they'd been earning points uh, the last month or so. It happens. You play a bad, you play a sloppy yeah, game. It's eighty two games. Eighty two games. It's February. Wild spoil celebration. Uh oh. 
headline in the review journal. Oh, yeah. Get it now. Wild five, Golden Knights three. Alex Trantolo with his 1,000th yes. game. Gave yes. him a little commemorative stick Got pregame. A stick. Got a stick. Brought his family out there. Mark Stone and uh, somebody else was bringing him flowers. They weren't focused. They were too worried about the flowers and the stick, yeah. Ed. 1,000 games. It's a lot of games. It is a lot of games. It's a lot of, games. It's a lot of seasons. <laughs> it's a lot Even of if seasons. you played every game for 10 straight years, you still wouldn't beat 1,000. Right. That's a lot of games for Alex Petrangelo. So good job for him. Too bad they lost because otherwise you'd get to be, hey, look at me. I played 1,000 games and we won. Instead, he had to give. Because after the game, he got asked about, like, what do you think about this night? What are you going to remember? And he's like, oh, we lost. I hate losing. I was like, yeah, calm down. It's February yes. 12th. You play 82 of these, you can be excited despite a loss. But we don't let that happen in sports. You lose a game and you come out and, like, be happy about something. We're like, what? He doesn't love the game. He doesn't care. Yeah. So so Petrangelo's got to be, like, all angry even though – he should be happy. the game, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you should be happy. It's, it's, you, it's not like nice the milestone. team's fighting. They're not like hanging on to a playoff spot by a point. Like they're going to be in the playoffs. We're not even going to look back and remember February twelfth against no. the Minnesota Wild. Like it's mostly irrelevant. Um, but had that happen, the other uh, interesting part of this that's more of a season-long trend. Down by a goal, Bruce Cassidy pulled his goalie with two minutes and thirty-five seconds to play. They ended up allowing an empty net goal. They did not score themselves. This year, the Golden Knights, with an empty net, have scored one time. That is tied for the lowest mark in the NHL. Boston has also only scored one time. But the Golden Knights have been on the ice for longer with their goalie pulled, meaning they are the worst team in the league. With their goalie pulled. With the goalie pulled. Now, natural stature keeps track of expected goals, and... With the goalie pulled, the Golden Knights' expected goals is 3.94, which is 15th best in the NHL. But again, they're worst at actually scoring, and they only have one. Fair to call it just some bad luck that'll fix itself? I don't know if it'll fix itself, but I think it's fair to say it's some bad luck given what you just said about the expected goals. I mean, that's a pretty high number, and you're just not scoring. They they basically should have four goals with the goalie pulled so far this season, and they have one. one. Um, Last night, I think, was a pretty good example. They had, I don't know, I don't know exactly how long it was, but it felt like a minute straight of offensive zone time where they had the puck in Minnesota zone. They didn't really create like a a no-doubt type of chance, but they had some opportunities and just didn't actually score. Yeah, that feels like a situation where, yeah, if you keep doing that, you're going to get Eventually one to go in. One. So I, I think some of this might just be sort of bad luck. Hey, we're not scoring. And it is ultimately a small sample size. We're talking about about 20 minutes of hockey here. So I don't think this is a big deal, but there is a really good chance if you're going to win the Stanley Cup, you're going to have to win a game in which you pull the goalie in the third period right. at some point. And so, tie it up and then win it. Right. So... You know, we might be talking about the second round and they've lost back-to-back games where they pulled the goalie and couldn't get a game-tying goal. And we'll look back and say, oh, wasn't very good. Or they actually start scoring with the points and like, ah, it was never a big deal. All good. Yeah, it's, there's some luck to it. There's yeah. there's some luck to it. Like you said, it's small sample size. But, I mean, I guess it's good to be tied with Boston for one thing. <laughs> 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 I mean, silver on. lining Ed. Yeah, silver lining Ed. How can you not say, "Hey, you're tied with Boston"? It might be a good thing. One of these. Uh, when are they trading Jack Eichel? Here we go. When are they doing this? Still Marcia on this. Huh? Marcia, Every game, I Marcia get to come Soto's on here, and, and they scored again. You said Marcia's on on pace for that forty three. Marcia, Wah, Barbashev. 
they can't stop scoring. Last night was an accident. Marshall's trying to pass the puck. Yes. It hits off a guy's stick and flutters That's over That's why the he goalie. was laughing as he's yeah, going through the high this five This is a hilarious line. goal. They can't even when they suck. They they were terrible last night. Their expected goals rate. Where did I put this? Twelve point eight percent, which is horrific. Uh, they were bad last night, but they still scored a goal. They can't stop scoring. Marsh, here here's your fun stat for you. Marsh, so well, for, I got a few for you. Uh, he's on pace for forty one point eight goals now. So we're inching closer to that forty three. William Carlson's uh, franchise record. franchise record. Gonna get there, obviously. Uh, in the twelve games they've played since Eichel left with an injury. He has scored 10 times. So his, Marcheseau's pace, his 82-game pace, with Jack Eichel, 34 goals. Without Jack Eichel, 68. Trade that guy. 68. 68. Trade that Eichel guy. <laughs> He's holding Marcheseau back. Can you imagine how many goals he would have scored in the playoffs last year if he didn't have Eichel around him? He might have scored 100 playoff goals last year. He's still Conn Smythe winner. Yeah, he would have won two Conn Smythes. He's so good. Give him two Conn Smythes. See, what I really want is for Marcheseau to continue this. Eichel comes back and doesn't score a single goal. Oh, Danny. And just listen to you erupt. Listen, I keep getting to do this every game because they keep one of those three keeps scoring. Marcheseau, Waugh, and Barbashev. Every damn game, one of those three is scoring, and I just get to come on here and say trade Eichel. If they don't score, when do they play again? Friday, Saturday, whatever it is. I think it's Saturday. If they don't score in that game, I'm not going to come on here and say trade Eichel. But every time they score, I'm going to tell you they need to trade Jack Eichel, and they keep scoring. So, if so they trade don't, Jack Eichel. If they don't score, are you going to say they need Eichel back? Yeah, I should do that too. Every other yeah. game, it'll just change. They were act- that, that line was actually bad last night, and Cassidy talked about it afterwards, that they looked like they were just off their game. So they weren't very good, but they did score on their first shift of the game. And that's the other thing. Cassidy tried to tiptoe around making it sound like an excuse. It, this team is sick. Yeah. what is Something's gone through the team. There's yeah. no question about that. And, like, last night, Logan Thompson and Paul Cotter did not play because of illness. Um, Whether Thompson would have played or not, we don't know. Right. Cassidy refused to answer that question, by the way. Post game, he got asked, was Thompson going to play tonight if he was healthy or not sick or whatever? And Cassidy said, I'm not going to answer hypotheticals. So he uh, he was not happy about that question for some reason. Um, Very but, rarely is that the case. Right. He normally answers that question. He normally that answers question. every question. Yeah. Um, but a lot of guys are sick also. On the broadcast, Darren Millard. Oh, can somebody get the guy a cough drop? I mean, his voice was was brutal, and it got worse throughout the game. So bad that the post-game show, Gary Lawless was the one that was like coming back from commercial and throwing to break, even though Millard does that because he's the host of the show. Hope you're feeling better, Millsy. I mean... Hope you're feeling better, buddy. They, they got off till Saturday, I guess, so... He doesn't have to call or do the broadcast again. A lot of tea and cough drops. I don't think he did the show with Ryan yesterday, the VGK Insider show. I didn't listen, but I know Ryan tweeted out he was day to day. Like, so everybody's sick. Yeah. Don't don't let Darren Millard around the team right now. Is he the reason they're all sick? Don't let him around. Honey and lime. Lime too. Yeah. Lime too. Not just honey. I just do honey usually. Now my my fiance, whenever we have uh, like sore throats and all that stuff. Honey, uh, a scoop of honey, and you squeeze a lime on top of the honey, and you just eat the eat the Spoonful. scoop. Oh, it's so delicious! You're gonna get <laughs> addicted. I don't have lime in my house, so I'll probably just stick to the honey. Do you have that even when you're not sick? <laughs> I did for a minute. <laughs> when she first showed me it, I was like, "Hang on, I need to go buy a few limes." <laughs> All right, coming up next, David Roth joins the show. He is adorned in flannel and still might not have a building. 
He's apparently too good for a hot plate now. David Roth from Defector is here to tell us about his uninstalled appliances. Subscribe to The Distraction, a multitude production for Defector. Listen to The Distraction wherever you get your podcasts. All right, David, I'm going to start off with possibly offending you. Um, sure. I watched the Super Bowl halftime show and thought, oh, this is like exactly what I listened to. Uh, this came out in middle school or high school. Like this, this means I'm getting old. Are you too old for the halftime Super Bowl show now? I mean, I feel like embarrassingly I'm exactly the right age for that. Super Bowl halftime show, right? Like, isn't that what you're describing? Yeah. That we're being, like, effectively pandered to? Yeah. Because I remember that from when we were younger, and it would be, like, you know, a 66-year-old Roger Daltrey and The Who out there, and I'd be like, who's this <laughs> even for? And the answer is, like, me 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, that it's like, this is, I mean, I don't know how much longer we've got, uh, like, to be pandered to like this, but it's, it's both a little... Uh, deranging and kind of flattering in its way. Like I've had a bunch of these moments where you find yourself in some sort of like retail setting or you're out there and you just become aware that everything that's happening is designed to appeal to someone your age and in your demographic. And that's nice. Like if I'm getting like a really good cup of coffee and they're playing Illmatic in the coffee shop and like everything looks more or less the way that I want it to look, that's super. I just know that like in a few years they're going to be playing something that I don't recognize and I'm going to be in there and be like, this coffee is too loud, <laughs> you know, and that's <laughs> that day is coming. Like it comes for all of us. All right. Could you hear anything on the television? Because we were there and the acoustics at Allegiant are really, really bad. Could you hear anything or did you just recognize songs? I mostly recognize songs. I will say that uh, it didn't sound great on TV either. Like, it had that kind of... And I don't know, like, how one, like, mounts a spectacle like that. There's a guy, uh, like, a reader, listener dude that I've, like, met for beers a few times who builds... He works for the company that builds the sets. So he's in Vegas all the time. And he, that company, built the set for that show. And I think that, like... 90% of the work goes into making it look cool, making all the screens light up, like everything being in its right place. And then the sound is like 45 minutes before the game starts. They're like, all the microphones work, right? Like, I don't think that that's like anything that anybody's really worried about. But it was weird how bad it sounded at home. Like, I'm not like a snob about stuff like that anymore. I'm sure that I was when I was in my 20s and I could afford to be a snob about anything. Mostly it was just like, it wasn't didn't sound mixed right. Like the one thing with like an Usher show, you need to be able to hear Usher, right? Like that's what everybody is there for. And everything was just kind of like muddy and weird. What did it sound like in the stadium? Just uh, like white noise, basically. Yeah. So I think the best way to describe it is Allegiant Stadium was apparently built to be a football stadium so that the sound would like reverberate back off the ceiling. So yep. any like we've Ed and I have both been to concerts there no, and it, it doesn't no. sound great even when it's just a concert and they could conceivably I don't know if you can change the acoustics but conceivably make it better uh it's just not good overall like even the even the like MCs at sporting events there are often hard to understand because the sound is bad Yeah that makes sense I mean cuz it's definitely you know the the opposite effect like if you want it to be a really intimidating place for a team to play on the road. That is kind of like what you want is for it to sound like the hell dimension from Event Horizon. Like you just <laughs> want it to be chaos, and that's kind of the opposite of what you're you're going yeah. for from that. What would, can I ask you all? What I maybe you've talked about this. Like, what was it like there? 
What is it like to be at the Super Bowl? I have never done this. Well, the press box ran out of Pepsi, so that was uh, pretty crap. <laughs> Terrible. My God. <laughs> he's at a Super Bowl. He's got a front row seat, and yesterday I, he nitpicks and says I they t- ran out of Pepsi. Ed, we went two hours and 50 minutes. <laughs> I didn't complain about anything. I did it at just the very end. Of all the things I complained about, I could have complained about more, but that was it. I saved it for the very end. Uh, it was It was cool, and honestly, outside of the Pepsi running out, I didn't have many complaints or many problems. Like I thought it was uh, very well done. Like I didn't run into any issues pretty much the entire time, pretty much the entire week because we were at Radio Row all last week too. I thought it was yeah. handled extremely well. We had a fun time on the. So we had uh, Matthew Collar, who's a football writer, uh, one of Drew McGarry's favorites, and he has written a book about pro football focus and stats and football. He was on Radio Row. We had him on. We record the distraction like. Basically, I'm going to get off the phone with you guys, brush my teeth, and then go record the distraction. Like, it's all, <laughs> like, everything is happening in rapid succession. And he was, like, describing the um, the bounty that you were talking about last week and the novelty oh, yes. um, slot machines. And I didn't, like, rush him through it, but I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, the bounty machine. I know, man. You're not the only person I know on Radio Row. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> it wasn't you're welcome. Kind of, like, I, obviously, like, when that carnival leaves town, you're still in Las Vegas, and it's fine. But it was... Uh, it was a much more detailed sense of uh, Radio Row than I've ever gotten before. Um, is there any sport that turns crappy gameplay into competitive finish better than football? I mean, no. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like I, So this is the other thing. While we're having old guy chat on the radio in the morning, <laughs> do you remember a single good Super Bowl before you were like 25 years old? <sighs> I mean, the ones that the Bills lost, some of those were close, but they weren't fun. I mean, it was kind of like grunty 90s, you know, like a lot of like off-tackle runs from Otis Anderson type stuff. Like, I don't but, remember the like, – like, I remember the Super Bowl I just watched being bad for three quarters, but I feel like in 10 years I'm going to be like, oh, Mahomes scored a game-winning touchdown in overtime. It was great. I'm probably going to forget that. Like, I'm trying to think like John Elway helicoptering into the end zone. I don't have a clue what happened yeah. before that. I just remember that moment right now. David Tyree catch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, like, this was – I remember the last bad Super Bowl because it was, like, surprising that it was a bad Super Bowl. It was the, the Rams-Patriots yeah. one, which was yeah. just – Miserable. I mean, that was like a game that you would turn off in week five, you know. But even in, I mean, you're right. The first half of the game, especially, was just as terrible an advertisement for football on television as you could imagine. Like, it didn't even take a long time. It just stunk. And then you just get some commercial where like Arnold Schwarzenegger walks to the middle of the screen and is like progressive insurance, and like that's the whole deal. <laughs> like, and then it got the ability to keep a game close and then have it become what. I mean, the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl was, like, basically, uh, to me, borderline as cool as sports can get. Like, just the back and forth and every team, like, not just even within plays, you know, like, both defenses were really locked in. Both quarterbacks were pretty locked in. Like, I don't know. Like, I whatever it is that the NFL is doing right, like, it doesn't feel like the sort of thing where I'm, like, inclined to give Roger Goodell credit for it or whatever. Like, it doesn't seem like any of the people involved in the NFL would be capable of changing a tire like at the very highest <laughs> levels like i just don't have a lot of respect for those guys but the product seems to just be running on rails and it works uh i don't know if this is a story idea for you or somebody else at defector but somehow a ranking of athletes or people in sport that you would like and not like to show up when you have a flat tire on the side of the road sounds like a good idea 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, the idea of, like, Gary Bettman is there. And he's like, well, this is a regrettable situation. <laughs> like, that is not, not what you want, in the very least. Can you have Rado write about. that we one? We have nothing but regular season basketball to write about for another couple yeah. of months, so we got to figure something out. Give that assignment to Rado. Yeah, Ray is, we've had, um, he wrote two blogs yesterday about the Super Bowl, and we've had to have a conversation with him on Sundays about not just, like, randomly sending in an extra blog because he had a thought on Saturday. But he, he's so good, and he writes so fast that it's, I've talked to him, because I do, like, check-ins with him, you know, as an editor, and he's like, I know you guys, like, are thinking that I'm, like, breaking my back trying to do this or whatever. He's like, it takes me five minutes. Like, it's not a hard thing to do. And I feel like once you've written, like, a really perfect 800-word column a million times in your life, like, it might be true. Like, you might just wake up and it's, like, on his phone in the notes app and he doesn't remember putting it there. Um, would you trust Ray Ratto to help you change a tire? Absolutely. I mean, not. I don't know that we would do a good job, but I think it would be good to have him heckling me while I tried to do it. That's like a real iron sharpens iron moment, I think, and that's uh, that's what he brings to the team. Do you remember the last time you had to change a tire? Yeah, in college. I mean, it's been 20-odd years. Uh, I, there was one that I I did need to get a like tire replaced. Like this was uh, like this was in Maine. I'm just very on brand, like, I don't know, probably 20 years ago. <laughs> and it was like, I messed it up badly enough. On um, They had these, like, basically, you know, because granite is everywhere there. And it was like a real jagged curb, and I just absolutely shredded it. And I remember just being like, this is beyond my, like, I can't fix it. <laughs> so, like, it was, like, right up against the curb. We just had AAA took it to uh, get it replaced. And I remember the guy that I talked to from, this was a fun night, actually. The dude that I talked to from AAA was, like, from near where I grew up in New Jersey, and he had just, like, moved to Maine and, like, you know, was living that stage of his life. We had, like, five roommates and, you know, took calls at AAA late at night. And I remember talking to him about, like, what's the best route to drive from North Jersey up to Maine, and we were, you know, complaining about, like, certain highways in Connecticut and be like, oh, yeah, you can't do it. And he came with his buddy and, like, met us at the bar where my wife and I were, like, waiting for the tow truck. And we, like, bought him a beer, and then we just went our separate ways. But it was a real, a real like, a sort of nice moment, given that I then had to go pay, like, a couple hundred dollars I didn't have the next day to get the tire replaced. All right, before we let you go, do you remember that guy's name? Oh, God, I don't. I mean, I could guess from New Jersey. I mean, it's like probably Sean. I don't know. (laughs) He is David Roth to his friends with probably Sean from North Jersey. David, as always, we appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Have a good day. You too. So there is David Roth from Defector. Ed, change a tire? No. Never? Never had to. Oh. Look, you backed over the spikes in the parking garage thing. Yeah, uh, doesn't mean he. I guess if you, I guess if you if you blow all your tires, you only have one spare. There's right. no point in changing no. one of them. Okay, all right, that's that's fine. That, I, that's I, a call to AAA. Yeah, I've changed one. Uh, I've changed two actually, both in high school and college. I haven't done it in ten years. That's surprising. You guys, I went out today. Very low. Yeah, his is non-existent. No, I went out to the. uh, You saw uh, the radio uh, one day when it was completely flat. But we are we are fortunate to where six feet from us. Yes, is a tire place that can can put air in the tire. Yeah, and I went down to my place where I have the uh, the uh, guarantee down there, and uh, they changed it out. Yeah, they changed it out. I mean, I give credit for uh, companies. Yeah, if they don't, you can. I've run over plenty of nails, but you just got to go get it patched or something. Right, exactly. Which I, I know you can buy little kits, but I just go get that. But I haven't had a tire I've had to change in 
Long 10 time. years, yeah, since college or something like that. What, are you over there saying you change yeah, a lot? Yeah, how often are you changing your... Uh, it wasn't mine, but I changed, I've changed a tire in the last six months. Oh. Really? Yeah. Well, you get called to the scene? No, it was out front of my house. It was my mother-in-law. Oh. All right. Yeah, she had a, uh, one of her tires popped, so I just had to put on her spare. Good for you, Danny. Well, you are, you're a hunter and fisherman, so... I do, I do a lot of a lot, a lot of outdoor things. I do a lot of work on my fiance's cars, unless it involves having to actually go into a mechanic shop. You do work on cars? Yeah, like I had to replace their spark plugs a couple months ago. No way, my car would blow up. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no gonna, chance. It's not gonna blow up. I don't even know where the spark Turn plugs are. Where are they? I mean, I don't either, but <laughs> it doesn't mean it's gonna blow up. No. No you might, chance. You might screw it up, but you're not just going to blow it up while no you got chance. the hood open. Have you ever replaced a battery? Me personally? Yes. No. Oh, that's Triple easy. It's too easy. And it's two screws. You just go to no. Walmart. No. You know, actually, what's a bunch of crap? My car and is it my fiance's car? We got like, these weird plastic things that like cover the battery. Yeah. And you got to like, I got to get like a screwdriver to figure out how the hell just to find my battery. Get out of here. Just leave the battery open. Yeah. Or so I can you pay out. for AAA. That's what you pay for. You got the card. The you only call time them I'm, 1-800 number. The only time I'm using AAA is if I need to actually tow my vehicle. No, I'm, I'm bringing them out. <laughs> <laughs> I got the card. It's what I pay my annual dues for. That's what I, I pay good, my fee good for. for you, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to complain. Paying I mean, for convenience is exactly. great. I love doing that for a lot of things. The last time I changed a tire in a car was my car. Spring break, we were driving to Nashville, and it was like five of us in my car, and my tire just shredded, shredded. on the highway. And, oh, we annihilated. It annihilated some car behind me. Oh, it had they had to have dents in their car because that thing started shredding. And it, like, it, it dented just the, like, metal part of my... Uh, frame around the right. uh not frame but the outside of my car around the tire so that car behind me their grill must have gotten wrecked by my tires not great for them you changed it yeah me and my friend did it's not that hard get the jack out yeah. it's very easy yeah i know i have all the tools yeah it's not that hard because you, you just got to find the little metal when i put my golf there. clubs in there i actually saw something <laughs> when i put it in put them in the trunk i actually saw something that might be something that would I will say, I don't think I've ever seen the spare tire in my current car because I've never had to change it. It's, I know it's in the trunk underneath yeah. the little flat, but I don't think I've ever pulled it up. It might not be there. Could be no spare tire You there. should definitely I'll look and that. definitely make sure it's inflated. <laughs> oh, that'd be bad. Yeah. That'd be very bad. <laughs> I got it changed. Oh, this thing's flat. All right, coming up next, we'll get into a little bit of UNLV basketball. Jalen House has his shot swatted away by Caleb Boone. Run down by Brooklyn Hux. Hux lays it up and in. Timeout, New Mexico. What a play by Caleb Boone and Brooklyn Hicks. Now, back to the press box on ESPN Las Vegas. All right. I got to ask you if you would do this, Ed. Brad Spielberger comes on the shows on Monday. Tweeted out um, four potential trades of the offseason. One of them was Devontae Adams to the New York Jets for a second-round pick. Where am I picking now? Who? For a second Middle- round pick of the Jets? Yeah. This year's second round? Uh, no, 2025 second round. Ooh, oh, that changes I, things. Yeah. You're in I don't advance. Think I would do that. No? What if Adams asked for a trade? I mean, I might hold out for a little more, even yeah. if he asked for a trade. I, We're in win now mode, Tyler. 
and we're all Raiders. <laughs> I if they do end up trading him, or if Adams asked for ones or something, I am curious to see what they would get for him because they gave up a first and a second, and a second. to get him. That was three years ago. Uh, now you're probably not going to get that, right? So what would you get in return? It could end up being just a second round pick in 2025 would be a little far away. I think you'd want it this season, which I don't, well, the jets don't have their second round pick this year. Okay. So you're not getting it. Yeah. So they don't have a second round pick this season, so they can't even get the second round pick. So make it a first. Um, also I did not know this according to Brad Spielberger, Garrett Wilson changed his number from 17 to five. Did he oh, wear that in college? And we know who wears number 17, 17 Devontae Adams. Ah, he's Aaron clearing the way. It. Might be. Uh, like, what are you wearing that number for? I got to get my guy? Yeah. He did wear number five in college, so he's changing back to his college number, but I think he could have had that the whole time. If Adams requests a trade, will we hear from some people that he's not a real Raider? 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to be. You can't request a trade and be a yeah. real Raider. Which, quick side note on Garrett Wilson. He probably just changed number five because he likes that number better. But if he did it at all because Devontae Adams might be coming, you got to hold 17 until Adams shows up and offers you a million dollars for it. Absolutely. You yes. got to keep yeah. that number until yes. Adam and be like, all right, Devontae, what are you going to give me yes. for it? What's it worth to you? And then get something. You can't, you can't preemptively change. No, because now it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, again, he probably did it just because he wanted number five. But. I don't think he's thinking beyond. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, maybe we'll get that Adams guy from the Raiders. If I if I was a scrub, I'd end up on teams like, all right, who could we trade for? Because I'm just going to take that guy's <laughs> number in case we actually trade for him. It'd be great, great business. I plan. can get some money.